What's up everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, and this is Season 5. Just a few notes before we get started. Uh, one, excuse the voice, I'm getting over something, so uh, you're going to hear a little bit of uh, throat clearing and stuff. Hopefully uh, you can bear with me. But I wanted to start this off real quick by letting you know, uh, we don't have Wes in the game. <laughs> and the reason we don't have him in the game is because I messed up on the scheduling. So I ran this game when Wes wasn't available, and that's my fault. So you're going to hear a lot of jokes about Wes missing the game. You're going to hear me be kind of sarcastic and stuff. I left it in to show how much of a jerk I am. Wes did nothing wrong. It's all my fault. I don't want to waste too much time. So let's just get in and find out what happens. Oh, one more thing. Uh, we have no idea what happened to Shannon's audio. Um, it's kind of robotic and weird, so bear with us. I did what I could. Shout outs to John, uh, a.k.a. Evox Alien, who helped us out too. Thank you so much. So uh, bear with us. I want to make sure that I thank the musicians in Sirenscape for uh, letting their work be used. You can find links to all of their stuff in the show notes. Let's get right in. Okay, so we do not have Wes tonight. However, Callie, you and yep. Wes, in the form of Greg and Harold, <laughs> the two of you find yourselves in front of a door. As each of you reaches for the doorknob, you see that it's covered with a great deal of things. Now, previously you were wrapped up in a pile of trash hoping that you could fall asleep fast enough. <laughs> and now you suddenly find yourself in front of this door, not quite sure what happened. Hopefully, it worked. Uh, or this is what happens when you die. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the end. Trash. <laughs> there are gears and metal components familiar only to Harold. Now, unfortunately, Harold's not here to comment on that. <laughs> Wes can't be here. Wow, that's really crazy. It's still an amazing detail that a really... Uh, it's very well written, the GM that came up with that. <laughs> um, probably very excited to share that that interesting detail and that little bit of a lore drop, the continued lore drops of details to the door. Uh, I'm sure that had Wes been here, he would have gone, oh. However, he's not, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's fucking wasted. The door <laughs> is constructed not just of wood, but smooth rock as well. And while it looks like it's seen it's the worst of its days, it remains unbreakable. When it opens, it does so with a welcoming sensation. Descriptive text for Harold. <laughs> but for Greg, it's an overwhelming feeling of familiarity and the erasure of loneliness. Aww. Once inside, you find yourself in a respectable tavern. There are a great number of folks in here. Table after table after table seems packed. As you look past them, you find a bartender. His long maroon hair is pulled back into a ponytail. He wears a blue vest and a white undershirt. His broad shoulders and piercing eyes, along with his protective stance, assure you of one thing. This tavern is safe. <clears throat> um, I guess we will walk in towards, go towards the 
the barkeep. <laughs> you okay, Nathan? I was just thinking that even when Callie's done to one character, it still becomes the Callie show because she has to play Greg and Harold now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. So where do you find your attention drawn to? Um, Probably towards the the guy at the the uh behind the counter because i imagine imagine greg maybe has been here at least one time probably if not more i don't know sure sure so yeah you walk through the crowds and crowds and crowds of people there are a great deal of them a number of them you recognize from curious mm -hmm. you also if you've been here before you have probably uh run across uh the large um Protective looking, but um, yes. this person has a steady eye. One that would have a bit of a protective look over the tavern. Mm -hmm. um, if you can see his eyes, he has very furry eyebrows and account to the rest of his fur because he is a large bear. Yes. As you walk past uh, this group uh, and past the many, many duck feet. That you find across the floor, um, you are able to make your way to the crowded bar. Although somehow there seems to be a spot for you. In theory, two spots, Perfect. but again, Wes Wes couldn't. One and a half. In theory, <laughs> we're going to uh, at this point stop the descriptive text mm -hmm. for Harold. Assume that he is here. And he is involved all the times. Always. But I have things um, to say. I'm Harold. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a kind of spot is available. You seem like you're just able to squeeze in. So yeah, we'll squeeze in and uh, try to get and the... He folds his arms and he says, well, it's about time more and more of you showed up. Uh, more of us? You've seen others? Kind of... Raises eyebrows and nods. Who, if you don't mind me asking, where have who you have you? Where, where have I been, all oh man? It's <sighs> we've been kind of all over the place. Some of us. Uh, I've been on cog mostly. It's where I've been lately. But uh, I don't know where the others. But did you become aware of Mercurius? I, what? Well, I mean, we have an idea of what's happening, but do you? I mean, can you tell me? It's exactly? nearly gone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, do you, what do you mean it's nearly gone? Well, it started to go, and then more and more of it started to go until it became nearly gone. Do you not know any of this? I I know that something happened, but I, I didn't know exactly what. I, what's been happening to the people? It's full of nightmares. It's full of nightmares? Well, the people are here. This is essentially a refuge till we can get them back home. Is is everybody here? Or who, I mean, how many people have made it? And he extends his hand out to the tavern. This is it? Ha, have you seen a little boy? A little boy? Um, sure, and he, he points out to the crowd there's children of all ages here. It's, I give, is that, give me one sec, and Greg's gonna, like, run over and try to, like, look through all of the kids and see if he can find his son. Something I remembered yeah. from last time, which was included with the message, uh -huh. the, 
Nightmares definitely <laughs> implied they had your son. They definitely did. Greg does not know that yet. But you haven't gotten that message yet because yep. this is two weeks ago. <laughs> yep, oh, yep. they haven't gotten my message at all. This is this is in the past. <laughs> oh, I thought that they were caught up to us now. No, no, it only took him two or three days. Yeah, damn. To get fucked. <laughs> all right, never mind. R.I.P. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're, so that's the thing about the, this tavern is that it's not how do I want to put it? It's not like standard static space. You don't have to run through the tavern unless you feel that you do. You can look out and know that your child is not there. Oh, he's not here. Where does he act? I don't see my son. And But you've said you've seen others. When you say others, do you mean other dreamwalkers? Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. More who, of your kind. Okay, who who have you seen and and how many? I We gotta find them. We gotta... We need help. The only ones I've seen are the ones upstairs right now. Upstairs? Oh, uh... Yeah. Can I... That's where you're all gathering. Okay, uh, do, do you mind if we go up to see them? Both of you? Uh, the two of you that are currently here? Yes, the two of us, I, myself, Greg, and my friend, my small green goblin, And of course, Harold. the talkative Harold. <laughs> he's, he see, he's very upset. He sort of had to leave his friend behind, so it's, it's a little So a he little seems hard. traumatized. A little, yeah. <laughs> Excuse him if he doesn't speak much. No, no, I understand. Because I know you, I don't mind at all. I, I appreciate it. And, and he points to the stairs leading up. Th- thank you. Thank you very much. And he'll head that direction with his buddy Harold. <laughs> you make your way upstairs, kind of creak a bit as you go. And there are many rooms up here, but you know exactly which room to go to for some reason. Mm-hmm. All right. So you walk up. Do you knock? Do you um, push it open? You... Probably knocks, yeah. You knock twice, and the door just kind of opens. Inside, there are three individuals who await your entrance in the room. The first sits in one of the three beds in the room. With crisscrossed legs, they are wrapped in a dark cloak wearing a pulled-up mask. Greg, you would recognize him as Kalyan, a tiefling from your home world. Close to Kalyan, leaning against a wall, is a man covered in chainmail and half-plate armor. He wears a tan tavern with dark red trim. He has a brown beard and a look of patience. You would very possibly know that his name is Sir Robert. Mm-hmm. There's one more person in the room. She wears leather armor, has shoulder-length blonde hair, and holds herself with confidence. That might be because she has daggers at each of your throats. Her movement was so quick, you didn't even notice the blades. Her name is Alice. Once she recognizes you, the blades are put away, and she's already in a much calmer stance. Alice? And she nods, and then steps away. Uh, Callion, and, and I think you're Sir Robert. Oh, thank goodness. It's so good to see you guys. I've heard things have been Greg, really bad Harold, here. things are, are pretty awful. We can take a moment to catch up, but 
after that, the two of you are going to need to relax until we get a few more people up here. And if at all possible, you're going to have to open your mind. What, what, what do you mean? You don't want to bring your will down too hard here. It's going to make it impossible for us all to get together again. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Okay. So you and Harold take seats on one of the five beds that's available. And it's hard to know how long you've been relaxing here and sitting down here. Time kind of passes in a weird way for you. It might not have been that long. So back on the steam-powered world of Cog, on the next night, you've practically made your way to the travel city of Kosnik. You and Tristana find yourselves with a choice. You can dedicate your um, your travels to going into the travel city of Kosnik, or you can head once more to the tavern at the end of dreams. Yeah, I mean, by day we have to keep moving forward with our daytime plans to move the way that we are going to, where we are going to go, what, to meet the nomad and all of that. But at night, we've got to try to go to the tavern as much as possible, which means, unfortunately, for Shelton, he can't sleep because he's got to watch us while we drift off. He says, hey, I get it. That's why it's been such a long journey to Cosmic. You weren't that far away, but with your reverse sleep schedules, <laughs> sure. it's, it's not till now that you have found yourselves directly in front of the travel city. And if you pushed... You could walk right into the lower city. Should we move into the lower city and start looking for sanctuary in the others? Or should we go to the tavern at the end of dreams? Well, Shelly, you all right with, uh, with roughing it one more night? Honestly, I'd rather rough it out here than travel the uh, lower city by night. Sounds good. Let's, let's uh, take a nap. Once again, I'll watch over this uh, fine friend of yours. I go to sleep. <laughs> Lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. And with that, you find yourselves before familiar doors that lead to a very familiar tavern. Once again, your uh, fine, your fine friend Kevin, the one with the, um, you know, the losing hair and the um, discreet vest kind of cl slowly cleaning glasses, looks up at you. What up, Kev? I'm a man! <laughs> mm, I don't like any of that. Come on. And he waves you on over. Uh, I go over to him, and I track Vernie, or, Vernie along. All right. Well, uh, no, no. I've been stalling for a while. I apologize. Um, I mean, not really apologize, but it seems like good verbiage to get us there. Uh, I had to essentially have someone do a check on you since no one's ever heard of you. You got some friends upstairs. Oh, like, do you think it's, uh, do you think it's like Brother Steel? <laughs> I can, I Maybe. Mean, Wait, did you say God? You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what country are we in? There's an upstairs. Yeah, he points over to the stairs you never saw and he says, uh, yeah, well, we had to make sure you were legit. Um, head upstairs, I guess. Well, all right, cool. See you later. 
Is it? I mean, bye. (laughs) So enthusiastic. (laughs) He goes back to cleaning glasses. His little, you know, dad bod, kind of hanging out. He's trying to make sure he doesn't bump in any glasses as he walks around. And um, yeah, you find yourselves upstairs, and there are a number of doors, but only one that feels like the right door. Ooh, I like this one. What do you think, Fernie? It feels like the right door. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we knock or just like go in? What do we whistle? Do you whistle? <laughs> I think you should knock. I uh, I knock out a little beat. Greg, uh huh. There's no way that's not Tristana. Oh, I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll like put a hand up to Alice. Like, hang on, don't, don't, don't pull any knives yet. And he'll go to the door and open it. Hello. You open the door, and both of you might be very, very surprised. Greg, oh my god! Oh shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I killed everyone's ears. Look, you screamed so loud. Look at Greggy Pooh's bar. Oh, shit. You showed up in Callie's (laughs) mic. Sorry. Uh, Greg will hug Tristana also and, like, pick her up. Like, ah, it's so good to see you guys. Feels like it's been forever. Well, it's been, like, what, three weeks? I, I mean, I think it's actually been a few days, right? Just feels like a long time. No, well, we've been on the road for at least. No, it's two been weeks. like yeah, it's been like close to three weeks, uh, I think. No, we were only in Dormania for like a couple days, I think. We're yeah. just outside of Kosnik, and we had to walk the majority of the way. Oh, you made it to Kosnik? Kalyan uh, raises Almost. his hand, and he's got this real deep, dark blue skin. And uh, that's probably uh, Greg would know that's probably because uh, he's a tiefling that kind of tends to be in disguise. But he raises his hand. And he goes, "Yeah, that's um, that's time messing with you." Oh, um, this is really important. I also hug Harold. Wes isn't here, so I didn't say it, but I just wanted to be on the record. That sure, we have a big absolutely. group hug. Just yeah, pulling like pulling pull Vernon. Well, if I get pulled in, then I suppose I'm part of it. You oh, definitely yeah, get pulled absolutely in. Absolutely part of it. <laughs> the rest of the, like, so you see that the the individual with the armor, Sir Robert, he seems genuinely um, happy for you all. It's like a warm smile over his face. Um, Alice is a uh, kind of motionless, but you can see even Callian kind of like tilts his head and. Uh, sense like a bit of like warmth from him too. Mm-hmm. Oh dang! Are these other Dreamwalkers? Are we finally gonna be inducted? Is this our orientation? There's right. not gonna be hazing, is there? Ah, uh, no, we wouldn't. Alice's haze eyebrows are rising by the minute. Uh, Alice, yes, these are uh some. Well, the uh, they're supposed to be Dreamwalkers, I guess. They're definitely lucids, and well, we were hoping to get to, you know, induct them, but uh. Well, we we kind of made them unofficial dreamwalkers. I hope that's okay. They've been helpful. She just kind of shrugs. Oh my I god, mean... you're Alice! I've heard so much about you, Hopscotch. You hot words stopped working out of my mouth. Hot sauce? I don't know. Who that is. <laughs> Hopscotch used to talk about you all the time. Yeah, that 
That dude's off the radar. <laughs> yeah, uh, he might be dead. Alice does nothing, just kind of really patient. Well, Kevin said we had friends up here. She says, Kevin? That's what he said his name the, was. Yeah, the bartender, Kevin? She seems confused and she says, well, if he says to call him Kevin, I guess you call him Kevin. He's been known for a long, long time as just the bartender. Maybe it's because you didn't ask his name. She kind of smiles and she says, sure, that must be it. By the way, I'm Tristana. This here's Vernie. Vernie the Valiant. Alice, Callian, and Sir Robert. And Sir Robert kind of gets off the wall and comes over and says, a pleasure to meet you. And uh, he kind of does a bow to each of you. Callian says, uh, he's genuinely curious. He's like, so uh, I don't know who you two are. Can you, like, what's your story? And you probably take a bit of time to explain how you got involved, what your deal is, what you're up to. And after a bit of back and forth, um, you both learn, like, you know, so you share your story, but you also learn that um, the short version of each person's story, um, Alice is Patch's most trusted dreamwalker. Kalyan comes from the world of Menroth. And not only does he seem to be uh, incredibly useful in the ways of stealth and disguise, but Kalyan is also well known amongst the Dreamwalkers for his ability, and I know this, I'm not trying to sound too silly, but literally his ability to walk from dream to dream. That's yeah. how they found him. He walks back and forth through the dreaming, not just through people's dreams, but through the dreaming itself. And then uh, Sir Robert um, is incredibly skilled, but also uh, kind of world lost and hopes that uh, through his service, he's able to protect what's most important to him. You all um, learn a bit about each other, catch up, and then... um, yeah, uh, the next the next sentence, the next couple sentences are yours. We have someone waiting for us on the other side, and time is weird here. And he has not had any sleep. Wait, who who's who you with still? What? Oh, uh, Shelton. Shelton is who, guarding Shelton? us while we oh. sleep to come here. Oh, the guy from the the ship, that guy, the janitor yes. guy. Ah, how's he doing? Alice says, absolutely, all of this is a story for another time. Yes. Fine. Right. Yes. Sure. You should know that time is passing quickly where you're from. It is? How quickly? Oh, no. Yes. Your, your friend and the, um, whoever the, um, the odd swordsman is, they've already moved on. Wait, can you see them? I can. Wait, you can. How can you see them? So are our bodies? Uh, wait, where are our bodies still there? Are our bodies here? You're here. You look over, uh, Vernon, mm-hmm. as you find the tankard uh, hanging off your belt. Does anybody know? We heard on the other side that all of the forged are lucid dreamers. All, all the forged of Cog. Well, there's something I'm unaware of, I suppose, but. We should 
consider all options, obviously. You should all be aware, and it sounds like not all of you are. You should be aware that um, we've lost Mercurius, City of Dreams. We know. Oh, Greg. Huh? We had another interaction with the nightmares that talked to us. Oh, you did? Oh, that's terrible. And they mentioned your son. What? Lucy? What? What would they say? I can't remember because it's been so long ago. <laughs> <You> lying? <laughs> I don't remember if they said that they have someone very dear to him or if his son says hi, but it was something snarky oh, shit. It, it was, was some it, shit like that. His son says hi? Was that right? Yes. They, they have, they have my boy? They heavily implied it. They say they did. I mean, I can't find him here, and I don't know wh- where else, how he would have gotten out unless one of the dreamwalkers helped him get out. I. They oh. said uh, it was incentive for us. To do what? What do they want? Where do they want us to they, go? What? They may just have been pushing our buttons. I think they want us to make a mistake. Yeah. Did they, did they say where they have them? Did, what, did, what did they want you to do? No. They didn't. They just said. I, I think they just wanted to mess with you, Greg. They wanted us to tell you. Maybe I shouldn't have told you. But no, you no, seem no, no. Like I'm glad you told me. I, I've been look. I was wondering where he was, and I tried to think downstairs for him. He's not there, and I. Where did everybody else go? I mean, how did they... Does that mean he's in Mercurius? Where they have everything? I don't know. I don't think so, Alice says. Why... Why do you say that? Let me start from the beginning. You need to understand... What's happened to Mercurius. Then I can explain why I don't believe that he's there. The city... Has... Let's call it a defense against the nightmares. The nightmares aren't really able to break into the city, uh, short of a, a few different ways. The city of Mercurius came under attack by the nightmares in waves. Even though the city was previously kept safe from an invasion, the nightmares have found a way in, and we don't know how. I try not to look at Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they had their own doorway. Once they were in, they swarmed the city and began to sow chaos. The greater the fear of the city, the more powerful the nightmares became. Once they swelled in power, they were able to take the Tower of Inspiration. They took the tower? Now, some of you may not know, uh, the Tower of Inspiration, it's not just a clever name, it's, it's... It's powerful, especially in the dreaming. It now essentially powers the nightmares. It's it's given the nightmares something that they never had. They have imagination now. The nightmares of the city became twisted after that. They weren't just large slabs or shapeless blobs. I don't know if you've encountered the nightmares, but Oh boy, have we. Have you noticed a difference? I don't know if it'll help, but we do know how they got there. That might help tremendously. I think uh, Tristana like kind of puts a supportive hand on Vernon, like on Vernon's back. It was me. Callian 
kind of leaps from one bed to the other, and he kind of leans over your shoulder. He says, what do you mean it was you? Uh, we left my home world, uh, or my home city of Janzibar, and we ended up in Cog, under a mountain, near a tavern. And in the tavern, I drank a substance called Green Dream, and I tapped the tank on the side of my body. And uh, at this point, I I have to feel I feel like I should tell you that I was still very new to all of this. We didn't I didn't really know what I was doing, uh, but I was fully aware that I was in a dream and can do could do whatever I needed to do. So I thought that the smart thing to do since we were looking for dreamwalkers would be to go where the dreamwalkers were known to be. So I went to Mercurius. But I seemed to, or at the time we were possessed, uh, infected. Possessed. I, yeah, yeah. A, a, infected is more the word that we've been using. We were infected with nightmares. So when I ended in Mercurius, uh, I actually went to the tower because it was like the main thing I saw when I got there. And I knocked on the door and a lady answered. And um, I was sort of shunted out of Mercurius at that point. And I woke up back in Cog and then our lives have been nonstop craziness for the last month or so. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was me that brought them. So there's a silence, and this is where you're expecting the screaming, the yelling, the blaming. However, you're not in a room full of uh, angry, emotional adventurers. You're in a room full of dreamwalkers. And whatever you might have expected reasonably so you don't get it here Alice is quiet and she looks like she's she's thinking she's processing Callion sits down on the bed his head's low and it's Sir Robert that steps forward and puts his hand on your shoulder and he says bravery through confession and he kind of nods and he says no confession's not the right word it's just simply brave of you thank you for your honesty and thank you for helping us get one step closer to figuring this out well, again I don't know if it'll help but if I can sh- that's the only light that I can shed on the subject then I feel I should it very much helps, Alice says after a moment uh, of extra thought. Because if that's how they got in, then it means all the other ways that we protect the city still hold. And it narrows the number of things that we have to do to reclaim the city. What must be known is that they have begun evolving, as it seems that you already know. Ooh, yeah. There was one that was like an entire room. A room. Yeah. That coincides with our information because 
They've been reshaping the cityscape. They've been tapping into the mindscape of the waking, and they've started to become the worst fears of each world. The city is impossible to navigate for all but the lucid. Most of the remaining dreamwalkers have scattered. They've returned to their home worlds trying to defend them. Even Patch was forced to uh, head back to Stardust and defend it. For now, we're safe, as long as we remain here with the bartender. But the people we care about aren't. No, this this requires action, but... Okay, so you said that there's there's other ways that the the city's defended that we can try to utilize or or help to get it back? So any dreamwalker at any time can remove the reflections of the city. And that's one way to quickly seal off Mercurius and hunt down the nightmares. That way... That means no in or no out? (laughs) Actually, yeah, I guess so. So who we go in with is pretty much who we've got. I don't know that we'll ever have enough. But she seems a bit pensive. And she says, we have at least what we need now. What, with the the seven of us? Callian and Sir Robert kind of look at each other and she says, no, I suspect the four of you. Just, Just us? What about you guys? Is this because they're like creepy, obsessed with us? Well, that's exactly it. I just assumed they saw us as easy marks. There is something about the four of you. It began with you pointing at Harold, but your companions, they seem very interested in all of you. For those of you that don't know, this individual points at Harold was pulled into a ritual where they essentially tried to invade him and make them one of their own, make Harold one of their own. Patch knew this the day that he brought him in. For whatever reason, they are obsessed with him and anyone that he travels with. Huh. I believe completely that all of this is because of you. And I don't know why. If only Harold could help us connect the dots. <laughs> Leslie! <laughs> Alice looks at Vernon and Tristana and says, I know that you haven't had the proper training. If you don't know this, you should know it now. Nightmares fester. They don't have a goal. Not since the invasion of Stardust. But now... There's a focus that's been given to them by the dream hunters, and they're after more. I don't know exactly what their goal is. We do. I know what they've been trying. Oh, go ahead. Tell me. Well, uh, when we were in Jansabar, we did a ritual or whatever, uh, and their goal is basically just keeping... uh, Getting destroying everything, they 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 looked like uh, the vision we saw had everyone was sort of stuck in a dream in a in a perpetual nightmare, and that's that's what it was. And they feed off that. Yeah, it just seemed that we were just going to be cattle or something. 
I have heard of this story, but only from the professor. That's going to be one of our priorities, is to retrieve him wherever he is. Because he might be the key to the bigger part of this story. But for now, we have to focus. We need to figure a way to press into that city. We need to come up, no, no idea, too terrible. We'll whittle down our plans and we'll attack. Okay. Here are the pieces that we have on the table. We can simply show up there whenever we want. From the tavern at the end of dreams, the bartender will allow us access that way. Beyond that, we have these forged that you've spoken of. I don't know how to recruit them all into becoming a giant army. Well, Gimbal suggested we talk to someone called Sanctuary. We were kind of heading towards him. And Sir Robert and Callian look at each other like, I, I don't know. And Alice says, I I don't leave Mercurius. I don't know the world of Cog too well. So unfortunately, looks over to Harold, but Harold is pensive and quiet for some reason. No one can don't have out too why. much information about Cog. I'm not the one to talk to about that. But what's on our table, and someone should probably write this down just to keep this Kelly? moving along. Yep. We have our ability to enter at any point. We have access to the green dream. We have access to Stardust, and Stardust takes us to any world we want to. Now, Kalyan, luckily we have you because you can guide us through the waking, but the Dreaming Tree and its roots are a whole nother way. Not only that, we could go and recruit more of us, but I don't know that the time is worth investing. What other tools do we have on the table? What, what, what other aces in your sleeve? What else do you know that we can bring forward? Well, Only have I mean, a few dreamwalkers. I mean, for Cog, if if Sanctuary you were talking about, I heard of him before, but I mean, we have Brother Steel that kind of knows about stuff over there. Maybe if we can get a message to him, he can try to get to Sanctuary and work on that side of it. Oh wait, um, Brother Steel's a forge. He might know that. Oh, that makes sense. Lucid Gene. He's or not forged. a forged. He's he was not exactly a forged. I think. He is he is not what you would call a forged. He is something altogether different. What about Thistleberry? The one who can oh, find yeah. other lucids. That's right. We have lost him to the nightmares. He's been lost. And we could retrieve him. Yes, he, he is someone who we could we could add to our our party, whatever you want to call this. Aside from raw combat experience with nightmares, I don't know that we have any yet other bases in our sleeves sure no that that makes sense essentially let's let's bundle it up uh like this we can go recruit more dreamwalkers we can attempt to rally uh the forged forces of cog we have the dreaming tree at our disposal we have the ability to invade Mercurius with a moment's thought. So, like, what's this dreaming tree do other than uh, 
You said something about its roots. The dreaming tree binds the waking and the dreaming. It allows you to travel to anywhere you want to. And if you know how to walk the branches of the dreaming tree to anyone you want to, to anywhere you want to, if you can walk the branches of the dreaming tree, you can find yourself anywhere in the seven worlds. If you walk the roots of the dreaming tree, you can find yourself in many aspects, many places throughout the seven worlds. We also have, we have Patch on our side. Yeah. And maybe a conversation with Patch will, will yield some potent results. Yesterday when we came for the first time, because we were at a loss for anything else to do. He expressed to us that he thought Tristana's and my biggest problem was the fact that we weren't working closely enough with the boss. And at that time, we didn't even know who the boss was. If the bartender said that, we need to heavily consider a journey to Stardust. Are there any other assets, any other pieces of information that we should put out there before we start assembling a plan. If there's nothing else, then I suppose we have to begin the planning stage. If you don't have anything else to add, then let me tell you the rest of what I know. We know that this city is impossible to navigate unless we have the Lucid. So, we can't bring anyone else with us unless they're the Lucid. Our other wild card, if we can find the architect. The architect? The architect is the one that built the city. And if he's there, then we have someone who can completely take away all the advantages that the nightmares have with reconstructing the city. Wait, so he's in Mercurius? He is not. He left. Can he, can he quickly reconstruct it like that? Let me just put this on the table so we know what we're dealing with. The architect constructs worlds. Oh. He should be a great ally. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds real handy. He constructed all of Mercurius. Oh, wow. It's the last place that the architect went is Rolanus, the world of the path. Formerly okay. the world of uh, fables. Wait, formerly? So... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take what we generally understand as a day. When we come back, we're each going to come back with a viable plan. And we're going to compare them and reconstruct them. If you have questions, feel free to ask anyone else that might understand aspects of what I've just explained better. But you're, you have to develop your plan separate from the rest. When we come back in one day, according to our concept of time, uh, which there's no concept of time here. He's, he lives somewhere else. But the, the point is, what? I will give us as much of an understanding of time as I can. I'll enforce that here. We are going to develop our plan 
and then we're going to each bring a, our own plans here. By the end of that discussion, we will have a plan that we're going to enact immediately. But we'll do that after one more thing. And she stands up. All of you could do with just a little bit more training. And with that, she walks out the door. And everyone makes their way down there, except for Greg, who's held back. Uh, what, what, what's, what's going on? What's up? Not you. Well, not me? Okay. No, you're not going with us. What, what, do you, what do you mean? The dream hunters and their nightmares are much more sophisticated than before. And they seem to be feeding directly on fear and anxiety and reshaping themselves in ways I've never seen. And you, when she uh, takes a dagger and points it at your heart, what? Are whoa, nothing whoa. but fear and anxiety. What's uh? What are you? What are you? What are you doing there? You need to go find your son, or you're absolutely useless to this entire mission. I know. I'm sorry. I just can't stop thinking about there's him. There's someone. I mean... There's someone waiting downstairs for you. Okay. You'll know them when you see them. Okay. You need to leave now. Take care of this as soon as you can. And hopefully you get back in time. 